Welcome to the Pacific Point Church Podcast, where we're learning to love and live like Jesus. During this half hour, we're praying that God will direct, encourage, and speak to you. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, you can download the Pacific Point Church app at the App Store or visit us at pacificpointchurch.com slash give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Woo! Thank you, Grayson. Good morning, Pacific Point. You know, it wouldn't be Pacific Point if we didn't have some kind of issues. We we set up today and found out that our big screen is broken. So we're going to dispel some rumors in my house today because my wife and Taylor are here. Uh, there's a, a belief in my house that I can't read. But but today I'm going to read these to you if you can't see them back there. Read my slides. Well, it should be obvious by now that John Blue is not here today. I have him tied up at the church office so I can do what I wanted to do. I think the family's telling everybody he's in Washington seeing her play hockey. But uh, welcome to Pacific Point. I'm going to go through our... Here we go. As we do every week, we want to lift up a church in the area. This week, I think this month, we've been lifting up Canopy Church, Pastor Josh Harrison over here on Victoria Street. Lord, I want to thank you for Canopy. I pray that you fill that building today and lift that church up. I pray that you give him the words that the people you draw in there today need to hear and just lift their service up to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. I uh, want to remind everybody of morning prayer. We have 630 prayer, which is a small but mighty group of prayer warriors. We get a lot of people texting in prayers while we're there praying. So if you can't make it, I encourage you to join us at home or wherever you are at 630 in the morning on Wednesday. And if you would want us to pray for you, please text John or Chris or I and we'll we'll pray for you or pray for the people you'd like us to pray for. Um, we're going to go through that in a minute. Uh, first fruits, honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. No matter what it is, your, your money, your time, your talents, if you give it to God, he will fill it up and give it back to you tenfold. Ways to give here if you'd like the Pacific Point, you could put in a tithing envelope online or text John. <laughs> We don't really know where the text money goes. No, I'm just <laughs> I got. Hey, I got to take advantage of this opportunity. I got to tell you, I feel so privileged to be here today. But if there's any kids left, which I think they're all gone already, you know, it's interesting. Jeremiah and I were talking last week. He put some of the most incredible lessons together for the Swell Club. I would encourage everyone some Thursday night to stop in and visit the Swell Club. It's really a pretty amazing thing. We don't talk a lot about it here, which I don't know why. But uh, when I remember when they first started it, we had six or eight skaters meeting in Jeremiah's garage. And there were some nights, there were 20 kids there, 20 some kids there. But the lessons he puts together to me are just in awe of what he puts together for the kids sometimes. But we were talking about when you get this opportunity, you're all excited about it. And then the night before the morning of the enemy tries to get at you and tell you, oh, you can't do your message is going to be terrible. You can't do this. But it's amazing how good it is when he fills you and fills this place. 
and you just feel that this is the right thing to be doing. And it's such a privilege to be able to do this. You know, I, I feel that I've been blessed to be able to do what I feel God's called me to do. And I just thank all of you, you know. And that's what one of the things we're going to talk about today is being thankful and grateful. Because a lot of times we take God for granted. My, I would say I'm a toddler in my Christian walk. I've got a lot of life experience and a lot of uh, content to share. And as I grow in my relationship with God, I'm learning more and more about getting myself out of it. But when I do these messages, a lot of it may seem repetitious. But as you read through the Bible, you'll see that almost all the stories are repetitious. They're just hitting you from a different direction. And no matter how many times I read the same verse, every time I read it, I get something different out of it. So it was funny, the last message I did, John and I didn't get together on any of it. And it was amazing how they kind of meshed together and fit together. But I think a lot of that is just because we're on the same bind. So God connects everybody. If you listen to sermons on the radio, it's amazing how the messages always seem to be the same, no matter where they're coming from. But it's because that's where they're coming from. Okay. But um, oh, it looks like I switched. Pacific Point Church, our thing here is to live in love like Jesus. We believe in a relationship with God, which is your up, relationships with others, which is your in, and sharing our grace stories, which is out. If any of you have ever consulted a training professional or someone about your diet, they always tell you it's not only working out, it's your nutrition and it's sleep and it's a, it's a bunch of things that put together your health. It's the same thing. If we only come here on Sunday and we don't work on our relationship with God and we don't work on doing what God has called us to do, we're really cheating ourselves out of what God's offered us. And a lot of times it's because we're just not thankful, in my opinion. And that's what I want to talk about today. If I can go the right way, let's see. Nope. Bear with the rookie. Hey, you know, John tells that story about when they first called him up to the uh, Bruins to go out and skate, and they were booing him and throwing sausages and water at him. That's how it feels doing this sometimes. It's like, oh, man, I just got called up to replace John. This is scary. Um, but I am so thankful and grateful of it. It's this little things every day that we take for granted. And it's nice to be gratefully uncomfortable. That's kind of what I was getting at with when I was talking about Jeremiah this morning. Just being here and sharing with you today, it is such a cool, uncomfortable feeling. But at the same time, it's such a privilege and feel so grateful to be able to, to share God's word, you know. Hey, I don't know if you guys can see this. So I'm going to read some of these to you because I looked up the definitions of thankful, thanksgiving, grateful, and gratitude. And they're two different things. To me, thankful is a blanket thing. You know, somebody opens the door for you, you're happy about it. Oh, thank you. When you're grateful for something, it's really a more inside thing. If you're truly grateful... I think there's a big difference between being thankful and grateful. Uh, thankful, pleased and relieved. Grateful is feeling or showing an appreciation of kindness and being thankful. And I think the difference is when you're really grateful, it's coming from in here. You know, everybody says thank you. It's like you say, how you doing to people? And most of us don't mean it. It's just hi, courteous. 
But you'll find that when you actually say hello, how are you doing to someone and you stop and look at them, it's amazing what happens because it changes the whole thing. And that's when I always talk about that's when the spirit has his opportunity to, to reach somebody. But if you look up Thanksgiving, it's it was crazy to me with all the things that are going on in the world right now and how they change definitions and stuff. They haven't changed these. And in a dictionary, it still refers thankfulness to God. Um, some of the definitions, a day set apart for giving thanks to God, grateful acknowledgement of benefits or favors, an expression of thanks, especially to God, a public celebration and acknowledgement of divine favor or kindness, and the act of giving thanks to God. Thank God that hasn't been removed. Uh, gratitude, when you feel gratitude, you are pleased with what someone God has done for you. Psalms 107.1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. And uh, Colossians, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And those are some of the things that I want to talk about today, because a lot of times we take what we have for granted. The small miracles every day, the things going crazy every day, we forget about God. The, uh, come on. Like my slide messing up today. This was supposed to be lined up really nice. But the small miracles we take for granted every day, the sun rising, this beautiful, beautiful day we've been blessed with today in the end of this of November. It's kind of crazy. Um, waking up, our heart beating. There's so many things that God has planned into this life that we take for granted. I'm going to get the hang of this soon. How to be thankful. You know, it's funny. I put my name on this. Not that I feel that I rank with any of these people in the Bible, but those were some of my little notes. So when I put this together, I'll, I'll read through them and go through my little notes to remind myself. And then I forgot to take my little notes out. So you're going to see a lot of little notes in there. And then I tried to do it today, but I sent it as a viewing only file. So here we go. Um, but anyway, the Bible talks about how to be thankful. Uh, Thessalonians, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you to who belong to Jesus Christ. James 1, 2, 3, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. We talk about that all the time, but it's 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 always amazing when you get to the point where you look on the other side of these things that happen that we're questioning, oh, God, what is going on? But that's when we really have to lean in our faith and know that God's got us, because on the other side of this is going to be something pretty amazing. You know, some of the examples that when I was putting this together, I was thinking about is Joseph. You look at Joseph's life, what Joseph went through. But Joseph never, ever lost sight of God. You know, just popped in my head. You think about uh, when they were out in the water and Peter's in the boat and he sees God. And they're in the midst of this storm. And Peter trusts God to walk out into that water. Right. Because he wasn't in the storm. He was walking on the storm. But his eyes were on Jesus. But as soon as he looked away and questioned it, he sunk. Right. It's the same. It's the same in our lives. We come into these things and then we forget about God and we oh, Why is this happening? Why is this happening? But that's when we really need to lean into our relationship with God. 
Esther, if you guys are familiar with the story of Esther, Tara Esther literally saved the Jewish people. She felt, she listened to God. God told her to put herself out there. She put herself and found favor with, I believe it was Harmon or Hammond, the king, and then ended up being able to save the, the Jewish people because she had heard that they had convinced him there was going to be a massacre of all the Jews. And she put herself in that position. She found favor with him and was able to change the, the course of history. And it was all because of her faith and her, her belief. Job, which is, a, is obvious, you know, you look at what Job went through, but never once did he throw in his, uh, his belief in God and his thankfulness for God and his gratefulness for God. Even his friends and wife were telling him, how can you continue to have the faith in this look at you? And look what happened to Job. The reason in my notes I had put myself up there is that two years ago, John had told me, hey, why don't you uh, do a message on being thankful? I had this message all together, which I thought I was going to cheat and use today. But in the last two years, my walk has changed so much that I had to change it all around again. But the reality of it was the day that we came to do that, we were inside. And right when the service went to start, I get a call. My building's burning down. And I took off out of here. The crazy thing is, I'm going to share this little story with you guys. I get there, and it was incredible. There's five fire trucks, flames coming through the roof watching our business burn. And I was like, wow. <laughs> right? I, I got the fire chief to let me in the building. I taught fire restoration for 25 years. And I'm running around with the fireman. One of the firemen says to me, what is your deal? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, you should be losing your stuff right now. <laughs> and uh, you're walking around like we're having a picnic. And I said, brother, I'm walking, walking in a piece I just wish you knew. And I kept going. And throughout the whole couple hours we were there, the firemen were just couldn't believe why I was staying so calm, but I was leaning in. Not only that, all morning I had been preparing to be thankful. You know, the most incredible thing is at the end of the fire and all the firemen were wrapping up, one of the firemen asked me, what are you talking about? And I said, you know, man, I've, I've come into this incredible relationship with God and thank God no one was hurt today. And it's a building, you know, it, what am I going to do? So I said, you want to hear the irony of this? Because we talk about taking these opportunities to share that a lot of times we don't do. And I'm always harping on everybody. Why don't you? Because he's putting them there for a reason. You know, I ended up giving the service to the firemen in the parking lot for about 15, 20 minutes. And later that night, we were there all day cleaning up. Later that night, the fire uh, chief comes, who was at the job, but he was dressed in his blue, his nice uniform. The building was red tagged. I wasn't supposed to be in there cleaning up, but he told me, hey, I understand. Save as much of your stuff as you can. So some friends showed up. We literally were there all day just getting water, clean, trying to save as many. I treat very expensive rugs. So we were trying to save as much of the stuff in the warehouse as we could. And he comes walking in, and I said, hey, how you doing? You know, and he's like, what are you still doing here? And I said, hey, I'm sorry. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I had to. I didn't realize it was him. And he says, Eddie, it's, it's me. I let you stay here today. I like this. The, uh, but uh, I said, oh, what are you doing here? 
And he goes, you know what? I just stopped by. I wanted to tell you something. He goes, I've had the same team for years. He goes, and I'm a Christian. And I wanted to let you know how you touched my men today. That's what I'm here for. And we talked about it and he left. But in the midst of this terrible thing, if I would have lost my stuff and I would have forgot about who's got me, it would have never went that way. You know, shortly after that, I went to Long Island to meet with a company that I do business with in New York. And this is a hundred and some odd year company that right when you walk in their lobby, there's a sign. They don't talk about politics. They don't talk about religion. These are the do's and don'ts when you walk into this company. Well, we do our presentation and we're in a meeting room. And when we teach people about our product, we use wine and water and Q-tips, right? I'm not going to plug my company, but that's how we do it. The, um, the crazy thing is, at that morning, one of the vice presidents and I had lunch. And she's Catholic. And at, she was asking me, I prayed at our breakfast. And she asked me, where, where, where are you? I said, oh, I was raised Catholic, but I'm, I'm a Christian now which we're all Christians, you know, and we had this, this funny talk about the fire and all that. She's like blown away. Well, we get in this meeting room and they're coming in and four or five different people made a comment about what do we have in communion today? And that normally doesn't happen in this building. And everyone that did it, the VP of the company looked over me and she's like, and I'm doing this. So we finished our meeting and Christina says, Eddie, tell them what happened to you last weekend. No, it was actually the Tuesday after the fire. She says, tell them what happened this weekend. I said, oh, I had a fire in my building. She goes, no, no, no. Tell them what happened right before the fire. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, because I know what the sign says. So I told them what I was doing that morning. And then now here we are having church in the conference room with 16 people that work in this company because of the fire. You know, we leave, I don't know how long this is going to go, so I just want to let everybody know. If you got somewhere to be, just get up. The, uh, I keep telling John, if it's good, just go, you know. But uh, I'm going to wrap this little story up real quick, but it's so good, you know. But we go to this pub. Back east, there's a lot of bars and pubs, and you eat in there. And we go in there. The place was closed. She called. The guy let us come in for lunch with her staff. We get there. There's 60 firemen and policemen there that play hockey against each other. And after hockey, they all go to this bar. Well, we're sitting there eating. And one of the girls says, hey, I want to know how you came into this relationship with God. I said, okay. So we start talking about it. One of the firemen at the bar makes a wisecrack. I'm still me. <laughs> so I fire, right? It's just instinct. I fire on him. He's like, what? And he wasn't expecting it. And I said, hey, don't mistake kindness for weakness. You know, next thing you know, we're having church in a bar with 60 firemen and policemen. So don't ever take for granted what God has given you. These things he's put in you, like the, like the word says, they're putting you in these situations to grow. There's a reason why you're put in these situations. When we get in these desperate situations sometimes, that's when we really got to lean into our faith and know that God's got us, you know. Um, how to be thankful. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God 
shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. We should be thankful all the time. But let's be honest. We're all good at being unthankful. We're all good at complaining. We forget about God in the good times. We blame him in the bad times. But where are we? We're usually absent from him. He's never absent from us. Good at being unthankful. I think in the stories in the Bible, the lepers that uh, Jesus had healed. Jesus healed them all. They all went on their way, took it for granted that he was going to heal them, except one. One came back and was thankful for it. We should all be thankful every day. We live in the richest country in the world. It's the, the things we complain about. If you really stop and think about what are we complaining about, you know? Um, I always, uh, the peaks and valleys I talked about, when things are good, we forget about them. When things are bad, we blame them. Where are we in the middle? We're usually doing one part of the up in and out. If we did the whole part, we'd always be with them. And it's a choice. It doesn't happen by chance. Your relationship with God doesn't happen by chance. He's standing there waiting for you. We have to choose to have a relationship with him. Like I always say, and I'm going to reiterate, reiterate, go over it. Let your walk be your, do your talking. You know, it's like children. We're all children of God. We got to think the same thing about God when we're with our children. So many of us tell our children, do, do the why? Because I said so. Do what I say, not what I do. If we really make an effort to go back to that verse and live like God has called us to live, we'll be not only an example to our children, but everyone around us. James 1, 22 to 24. But don't just listen to God's words. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to God's words and you don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You'll see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. So many times we do, we, we say one thing, we go out and do another thing. Or we'll talk about what we're going to do at church and then as soon as we leave, we get cut off by somebody and it all goes right out the window. But the people who came to church with you that day, the people in the car with you are watching whether you realize it or not. You know, there's so much that I want to try to share with you. And it's so crazy, but I think I'm getting better at it. Um, <laughs> the start of being uncomfortable, I've actually slowed down a bit. Um, habits, reading, listening, doing. John 1, 19, 21. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce righteousness God desires. So get rid of the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it is the power to save our souls. I encourage everybody to take, literally take two to two weeks to a month and try to start doing the things John's always preaching about every week. When I, I'm going to go into our up in and out a little deeper, and it goes right in line with the things that John has been preaching about. And we got to remember that who is Jesus is not us. And we're, we're, why, we're all co-workers in God's service. We're all part of God's team. Make an effort to be obedient children. I put that little children note in there, and now I can't remember why. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> you know, for those of you who have children, it's interesting. Because your children want, want, want. 
right? Especially when they get in their teens. I'm glad Cameron's not here today because I'm going to pick on her. Cameron's 14 now, and she knows the whole world 10 times better than Heidi and I do. Which those of you with children know exactly what I'm talking about. They want privileges. They want things. We give it to them, and then they don't appreciate it and wonder why they're not getting more. We talk all the time about how our spiritual life and our earthly lives are so parallel. It's the same thing with us as God's children. We do the same thing to him that we complain about our children doing to us, but we don't do anything to change it, but we expect them to change. So start being uncomfortable and change. Your children will see it. Hopefully they'll change. Because I got to tell you, John talks about how who he is and how he's up here. And if it wasn't for God, I got to tell you, I'm more messed than John ever was. So we just got to practice what God's called us to do. When I, I wanted to break down a little bit the up in and out of what John's been about, what our church is, what John's been talking about. And it really comes down to doing all parts of this. Like I said earlier, if you want to get into really good physical condition, it's not just working out. You have to eat right. You have to get rest. And it's the same thing. We have to work on all three parts of our relationship with God and what he's called us to do. We've been talking about pray word day and to pray every day, getting the word every day. I guarantee you, if you do this for the next month and you come to me and say, you know what, Ed, I'm not, I'm not buying it. Nothing changed. I'd have to say you're lying. Um, repent, restore is key. It's the same thing like when your, your kids say, okay, dad, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then they turn and go. And the other day they go right, three days later, they go back and do the same thing and wonder why you're not happy with them. It's the same thing with God. We talk about what we're going to do and what we're going to change, but we rarely do it. God really wants you to repent and turn the other way. And restore situations that you've ruined. I made a list of people who I knew I had left in an interesting place. When I came into this relationship with God. And little by little I've contacted all of them. And apologized and asked for forgiveness for what I did to them. There's only one guy I can't catch because he thinks I'm still after him. But I'll get him one of these days too. <laughs> because when I do get them, they have no choice but to hear about this incredible thing that's happened to me with God. So it ends up being a really good thing. But forgive or ask for forgiveness. If there's someone that you think you've wronged, actually get a hold of them. Let them know it's on your heart. Ask them for forgiveness. You'd be amazed what comes out of that. Pray for others. It's all part of our, uh, when you're in this relationship with God, pray about these things. Think about these things. Ask God to guide you. He's going to tell you who to see, who not to see, when to talk, when not to talk. The end of this, John had passed out that list. How many of you have actually done that? Be honest. Oh, never mind. I don't want to put you on a pickle because I know half of you haven't done it. But um, write your story. Write a thank you. Invite someone to dinner. Go out of your way to forgive someone or ask them for forgiveness and congregate. Get together with fellow believers, share your experiences, share our stories. That all comes into the out. Actually share your story. Actually send that letter that John may have asked you to write. And some of you have wrote it, probably didn't mail it, but actually mail it. When you invite people to dinner, listen, something I'm working on. I'm a terrible, terrible listener. Heidi tell you but I'm, I'm trying 
you know, but if, as long as we're making efforts to move forward. But when you take the time to invite people to dinner, listen. Most of the time, people are going to tell you exactly where they're at. I'm so over the top. I want to tell everybody about God. And most of the time, it's like in sales. You get a good salesman, or I should say a questionable salesman. You get the client right where you want them. They're ready to give you the order. They're ready to tell you what they want, and you just keep talking. And then you talk yourself right back out of the sale. Same thing happens. We come into someone who God may have put us in front of. Sometimes we need to just shut up and listen because that person is going to tell you what they're struggling with. They're going to tell you what is going on in their life, and then it gives you an opportunity to share the word with them. When you have these encounters, you forgive someone, you ask someone, rejoice about it. And the last thing is just be kind. It is amazing what happens when you're kind to people. I have a temper. I, like John always says, it wasn't for God. I could never be the man that I am now. I'm trying to be a better husband. I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to do some of these things. But it wouldn't happen if God wasn't in my life. I tell everybody all the time. We are the church. Philippians have a great attitude of Christ. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. Let your walk be your talk. It's exactly what I'm talking about. I've, I've, I've found myself trying to narrow that gap every day. But I think what, what you get back from it is 10 times better than what you have to do to get it, but it's uncomfortable. Oh, I feel like I missed something. Let me go back for a minute. What time is it? I'm just curious. What time is it? 10.48. Hey, look at that. Unbelievable. All right, small miracles. Hey, this was the one I missed. This is my this is my favorite verse in the Bible. Uh, Philippians 4, 7. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Jesus Christ. I, I, I feel so blessed to be able to experience this. And I think this was, and this was a verse I shared with the fireman. Because I was telling him, when you actually hand it over and let yourself go, you live in this place that you just, you don't have words for. You know? So, I didn't pray before I started service today. But before we do communion, I'd like to play to pray. Please join me. God, we welcome you. I pray that your spirit filled this place as I hoped it was. I pray that these words were able to be heard by the people who needed to hear them. I am so grateful and thankful just to have the privilege to do what we're doing today. And we invite you in here today as we join together in communion. In Jesus' name, amen.